0: I was hoping to ask you out See what your plans are Saturday I know there's a thing downtown We could get food along the way I'm trying to think about Ways I can help What I can do I'm planning to make some signs I could make one Just for you To be young In love At the end Of the world To be young In love At the end Of the world My parents don't give me time my father dismisses all my plans they tell me that life ain't fair and when i get older To be young in love at the end of the world. To be young in love at the end of the world.
1: That's Sean William Clark with a live version of Young and in Love at the End of the World. I'm Jan Hall for Folk Roots Radio. We're at the Folk Music Ontario Conference. It's now Friday morning, my second interview of the day. <laughs> and I've got him in now, I think I'm on a roll. I'm going to have lots of fun. <laughs> I have interviewed Sean a couple of times mm-hmm. before. Uh, first, I think around the, the time of the launch of his album, William. Mm-hmm which was one of my favorite albums of, I think, 2015? 14. 14. Fabulous, fabulous album. And also uh, for Topaz, before Topaz was Mm -hmm. launched, Topaz is its most recent album. That's the album where you can listen to a fabulous version of Young and In Love. Um, But Sean is with me. He loves to play live, which is why we got him to bring his guitar into... What I like to call the mobile studio. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's actually a hotel room at the conference, but we have fun. So it's great to have you back with us. Now you've been pretty busy over the the last year or so.
2: Yeah, it's it's um it's really great to be uh, back here chatting with you. Uh, we get a chance to do it every every couple of years, and it's always nice. But I've been uh, I've been really busy playing. Uh, I did a couple shows in Europe. And a couple shows, uh, not a couple shows, a bunch of shows in Europe and shows in the East Coast. And I released an album since we last talked. So uh it's I don't even know where to start. It's been a lot happening. <laughs> well,
1: Topaz is a little different from William because it's more mm-hmm. of an electric album. And one of the things you say in your bio, and I think it really fits, is that there is definitely a little bit of a, a 70s singer-songwriter mm-hmm. feel to this. Uh, I think you actually also mention. The drummer in Neil Young's Harvest album,
2: oh, yeah, I wanted yeah. to get
1: you just explain that, but it, it yeah. definitely has a, a really nice feel to it.
2: Yeah, um, Kenny Buttrey's drumming on Harvest, I don't know where, I don't know why that just, uh, it, I was obsessed with his drum. It's so simple, it's just, and so perfect, and I, I don't even know where it started, why I just started listening to that drumming, and I, I couldn't even really tell you how that <laughs> drumming influenced uh, the album, But something about it was just sitting with me the whole time when I was thinking about making the album. Uh, And also Gordon Lightfoot's 80s albums like Salute and um, Shadows kind of overlooked albums of his and because of the production for the most part. But there's um, some really magical moments on those albums. Um, There's kind of these songs like Whisper of the North and uh, Let It Ride that are like, Kind of um chorusy electric guitar with uh with synth pads in the background you know and and there's something about that sound that I was really drawn to and when I started working on the album with uh with james my producer i I showed him those tracks, and we kind of used that as kind of a jumping off point to make the album
1: you know one of the things I love about your songwriting is and I think I've said this before is it's it's very quirky because mm-hmm. you'll you'll get an idea mm-hmm. for a song and then you know it's often you know traveling somewhere or oh, i think we were talking when we were setting up today about the fact that your song Transact Club which is on the William album mm-hmm. is a story about a photographer seeing someone else i think another photographer at the Transact Club well, in Toronto right yeah it, and was it was just a, kind of became the story became the so- a song. yeah
2: it was a, it was literally just you know me and my friend were at a show we were actually at a show at the great hall and we saw this guy Colin who's a wonderful photographer who's always at all the great shows you know you're at a good show if he's there taking pictures he's just one of those guys and he had a, a like an assistant I guess so we had a girl helping him out and then me and my friend were just kind of jokingly saying like what if this was a first date you know and then I wrote that song kind of about it and instead of Transac uh, instead of Great because it's just a better better name. <laughs>
1: and Young and in Love is kind of a, a similar thing you know telling yeah a, very much a story song telling the story of The individuals in it
2: yeah and that song was um it's I was thinking about a couple things when I wrote that I was thinking about what it's like to be young now in the world we're in uh and having to deal with you know your normal everyday young experiences like falling in love with someone or having a crush or these sort of things and at the same time having to deal with this awful fascism that's seeping through the states and coming up into Canada you know and uh, you know I pictured this and then I was trying to write a song that was kind of very simple kind of like uh like Big Stars 13 which is I think one of the best songs about teenage love ever written and so I had those kind of thoughts in mind that's why it's a very kind of simple song simply written and something that if you were to dig a little deeper into the lyrics you might get something a little more out of you know they're making signs they're making protest signs obviously in the song and I, I was thinking about like the Women's March, you know, that was something I went to in Toronto and, you know, and you see young people at these things and, and like, well, this is like, this is just part of their life. You know, they're you know teenagers who will have to go, you know, try to march for women's rights in 2018, uh, but also still have to like, you know, deal with the normal nonsense that you have to deal with when you're a teenager. So I don't know how well I captured it, but.
1: Uh, I think you captured it very well. It seems to me that you actually don't find it too difficult to obviously come up with the material, but actually the writing of the songs seems to flow very naturally for you. Is that a reasonable thing to say?
2: Uh, it's true when it when it happens. <laughs> like I don't write a lot um, or very fast, necessarily, but when when I get an idea, it usually that sorry, that usually comes out pretty fast. If I get an idea, if I find the right melody and I get a concept, a lot of times that'll just come like over a couple of days. And then there'll be minor tweaking down the road. But... So does
1: that mean you might be noodling away and then a med- melody starts to come? Yeah. And then you play with that a little bit more and then start to think about what lyrical structure you'd like to put to it?
2: Exactly, yeah. It usually starts with the guitar uh, strumming something or picking something that I really I find interesting. And then the melody has to come first, come next. Um, and if I find a melody that I really like, then it's a matter of like, well, what's this, what's this song about? So when I'm jamming out something, I'll be like, you know, just humming, mm, you know, <laughs> and then the words will kind of come out of that. And then it's like, okay, well, that's a nice line. What could that line be about? What is this? What What is the story here? And then hopefully from there, a song comes out of it. Um, and of course, that's usually the way it happens, but not always. Sometimes it comes different ways.
1: And it feels like you're not bound on by structure when you, you write songs. And I, I think that to me, that's one of the strengths of your albums, And, you know, I mentioned that, you know, I loved the uh, the last two albums that you put out. Other critics did too. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, one of the things that seems quite clear is that you have crossover appeal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously in the folk community, you're at the conference each year, very well respected here, but also in indie music generally. I think people really appreciate the music that you're coming out with.
2: Yeah, I you know, if I can get them to listen to it, I mean usually people like it. <laughs> uh, it's just that whole thing, right? How do you get it into people's ears? And um, I still haven't figured that out. But I think, it's, I think it's pretty well liked when people finally hear it, which I really appreciate. I mean, there's a lot of time and effort put into it. So I hope it is.
1: <laughs> you have your guitar with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked just before we started the interview about what you were going to play. And I think you're going to play a new song
2: for us. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: tell us a little bit about that.
2: Well, this, I think, is going to become a bit of a theme that I play New Song's before anyone hears them with you Um, because our last interview I played three songs I think from that would end up on Topaz and they're totally not totally different but there's a lot of differences between if anyone goes back and listens and then listens to the album versions there's a lot of difference but uh, this is a song that I just wrote recently and that's why I want to keep playing it because it's so much fun I've been I've been listening to a lot of like power pop that's been a real influence on me lately so Nick Lowe of course is one of my biggest influences and some of his early 70s albums are power pop masterpieces. And then of course later, now he writes these beautiful pop tunes and he's still a wonderful songwriter. And so I started writing a little bit like that. And that's what this song came out of. And um, it's called Everybody Gets Sad Sometimes. And um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, I guess this is what it's gonna be.
1: (laughs) This is Sean William Clark with Everyone Gets Sad Sometimes. Live for Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference.
0: I still recall my darkest dreams. I trip and fall. I try to scream, but no one hears. Of maudlin nights, I dare not speak I close my eyes, my knees get weak I shake with fear And I remember that everybody, everybody Gets sad sometimes Everybody, everybody gets sad sometimes even me and you it's on the web on TV shows it's in my ear on radios it's everywhere A constant roar of apathy It starts to build inside of me I just don't care anymore And I remember that Everybody, everybody gets sad sometimes Everybody, everybody gets sad sometimes Even me and you. Everybody, everybody gets sad sometimes. 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 sometimes. Even me. And you Ooh. The artist's life is many things, it's broken hearts and broken strings, it's good things too. That's Sean
1: William Clark with Everyone Gets Sad Sometimes, a new song live for Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music on Ontario Conference. Sean William Clark is our special guest in the studio. It's always great to be able to chat, catch up about uh, his music. Now, I think you were traveling in Europe uh, mm-hmm. this past summer. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: So I went to Europe for the first time last last fall. Me and Abigail Lapel went, uh, and we were in Germany, Belgium, and Netherlands. And it was amazing. It was just such a wonderful experience so I tried to figure out how to get back as soon as possible so uh, I ended up getting in contact with this small festival in Reykjavik Iceland so and I luckily I was able to play it and so from there I sat at more shows in Germany and then one show up in Denmark uh, and it was it was a blast it was so much fun.
1: Yeah tell us about the Icelandic experience mm-hmm. because they seem to have a very vibrant music scene for for you know, for a very small country, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's because it's so insular that people have to make their own their own music as much as bring other people in. But tell us a little bit about your experience there.
2: Yeah, I uh, you know I as an outsider's <laughs> experience, I, I feel I feel like everybody in Iceland is super talented at something. <laughs> um, now my Iceland my Icelandic friends uh, disagree with me when I say that, and probably rightly so, but uh, I, I just found, you know, we were doing this festival and it was a three day festival. And every day there was four or five local artists and then three international artists, roughly. And I was one of the international artists. Every day there was at least one local artist who was between the ages of like 16 and 20 who were amazing like fully formed just beautiful songwriters wonderful stage presence and i was i was so amazed and you know poetry is really important in iceland like poetry is everywhere and uh, apparently they've got like the highest percentage like per capita uh, of published authors in the world. <laughs> so uh, I think the arts is just something they appreciate over there. And from, from very young to very old, you know, so uh, it, it was really nice to see. And, and the people were lovely, just really nice people. And it was a yeah, wonderful experience. I'm actually going back in November. I just, oh, very yeah, cool. yeah.
1: Topaz was very well received mm. um, on the music scene. Tell us a little bit about the live Sean William Clark experience.
2: Well, when I'm over in Europe, it's a solo thing. <laughs> and, um, and sometimes in Canada, because uh, it's hard to pay people these days. But um, I think the experience is, uh, you know, hopefully I'm in a good mood and I can, you know, chat up the audience very well, I think. <laughs> um, hopefully you can get them on board and get them laughing and and coming along on these experiences. And then usually it's a mostly my songs and i'll throw a few covers in for fun like i cover that nick low tune i read a lot basically all the time it's one of my favorite songs ever written so yeah that's kind of the experience
1: now you're toronto based when mm-hmm. you play locally and, and thinking <coughs> about this album having that sort of electric you know mm-hmm. you mentioned 70s 80s singer songwriter feel do you get to play many band shows
2: i do some um and for a while i was doing the electric guitar thing but i've kind of just falling back into the my acoustic guitar uh, it's great i really love having the band and it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm doing the showcase on in a couple days um and we have my band for a few songs so that's gonna be really really great but yeah i i love the band experience and could do would do more if i could
1: when are you next gonna head into the studio you mentioned you played one new song for us mm-hmm. it,
2: it's in it's it's in the infancy stage i guess it's um I've only got maybe four four songs or so, four or five songs. So almost enough to get started. Um, and it'll be a matter of messaging my producer, uh, James Bunton, and trying to figure out what his schedule looks like because he's a busy guy. And so hopefully we'll at least get the pre-production going in the new year.
1: You mentioned you've gone back to playing more the acoustic mm-hmm. than the electric. Does that mean that the album you produce is going to be more like William, which is more of an acoustic album than
2: um Lopez? i'm feeling like it might be somewhere in between <laughs> um it might end up being more acoustic but like i said i've been listening to so much like power pop and like pop rock and stuff that it may be acoustic but it may be a whole other vibe altogether than william you know william was heavily influenced by like 70s folk like british folk especially like richard linda thompson uh sandy denny uh Bert yance things like that so uh, i think it's de- uh it's going to pull away from that influence a fair bit uh but i'm not too sure i guess you know
1: (laughs) one of the most creative people i know so thank you it it certainly makes me excited when you sit there and say well i'm not really sure exactly Mm -hmm. where we're going to go what i do know is that whatever you produce is going to be certainly very interesting and definitely worth sitting down to to take a listen to if people want to learn more about your music how can they do that
2: I would suggest just going to my website, which is www.shawnwilliamclark.com. And it's Sean, S-H-A-W-N and Clark with an E. That's a good place to start. And then all my links are up there and you can follow me on all the things, (laughs) the Instagrams and the Twitters and the Facebooks if you want. That's a good place to go.
1: We have time for one more song. We're going to dip into Topaz Mm -hmm. and play one of my favorite songs. From an album with songs that, I mean, I love them all. Uh, we're going to play The Tourists," mm-hmm. which is about a trip to New York. Is that right?
2: Yeah, it's basically entirely based on a true story, <laughs> um, where me and some friends went to uh, New York for a weekend, and they, all the things in the song pretty much happened with minor tweaks. Uh, the biggest lie in the song is that I don't own a queen-size bed. I'm not like a Rankin or something. I can't afford that stuff.
1: <laughs> and what about the bed bugs?
2: That happened. <laughs> That happened my friend uh ended up getting uh getting all bites up and down her arm uh so we lucked out we were on the other side of the 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 place so we didn't get any so we just got like a free air and b&b so it was good in my in my experience <laughs> maybe not so much my friends so
1: <laughs> and who was the you um the harmony vocals on the album
2: um there was a few um abigail sang on a few tracks uh, olenka uh, Krakis, um, who I used to play with in a band called Olenka and the Autumn Lovers many years ago. Uh, I was lucky enough, lucky enough to get her in for a few songs. And uh, Marival, Anna Horvath, wonderful young singer whose music is, I can't even find the right adjectives for it. She, if, you, if you get a chance, look up Marival. She's brilliant. Yeah, Marival is, uh, is the mouse in The Tourist. So she's it's great.
1: a fabulous song. Bedbugs, rats, Sean <laughs> William Clark. In New York City, Mm -hmm. this is The Tourists from the album Topaz. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference, and I'm Jan Hall. And Sean, as always,
2: it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me again. It's great. Anytime.
0: My friends went to New York We spent a weekend in Bushwick The price was kind of steep But oh well, we're in New York The first day we saw a cockroach Jumped up and scurried across the hardwood We all kind of laughed and said, oh well, we're in New York We saw a rat down in the subway It looked up at me with indifference As if to say, what's your problem, you're in New York City got off at 23rd street but we stayed on to Rockefeller the people pushed and said get out of the way you're in New York on a worn out bench I stopped to take in the racket A lit cigarette burned a hole in my jacket. home bed bugs from New York We got a message from Lauren who said She bites up and down She can barely close her left hand I found a couple in my queen bed Hopping around They were laughing in my face crushed them and flushed them and said, go back to New York. I've all my regrets, and I may find solutions in these tall silhouettes and no.